Okay, a uh, good vach, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful yontif. Baruch Hashem, Shavuos is not yet over. Just like the holiday of Sukkot, the sacrifice is supposed to be brought on day one, but if it's not brought on day one, you have another week to bring the sacrifice. And so too on the holiday of Passover, so to the, so to the holiday of Shavuot, holiday of Shavuos, Torah says you have you have days you're able to make up whatever you may have missed on Shavuos. The blessing, the center of where we want to be on Shavuos is to receive the Torah in the language of the Rebbe's blessing with besimcha. what's the other word? You know the other word? Besimcha ube pnimius, with joy and inspiration. So we have another, till the 12th of Sivan, to make up whatever we may have missed in the holiday of Shavuos, to continue in joy and inspiration, and especially certain things that uh, Rebbe would highlight every year as being connected to where you're supposed to put your energies uh, and, and in, in, to receive the light of Shavuos to inspire the rest of the year. One thing is, the study of Chumash Tilmantanya. The holiday of Shavuos is associated with the three tzaddikim, the Baal Shemtiv, who passed away on Shavuos, Davin Amal, who passed away on Shavuos as well, and Moshe Rabbeinu, who gave us a Torah on Shavuos. And they are connected to the three parts of the regimen of the study of Chitas. Moshe Rabbeinu gave us the written Torah, the Chumash. Davin Amal gave us the Tehillim. And Baal Shemtiv's teachings are explained in a way of in a way of understanding and knowledge in the holy book of the Tanya. So there's a very special custom to study a part of Chumash Tilman Tanya every day according to the regimen of study that was instituted by the previous Rebbe. And many people sought the Rebbe's advice for various things. And very often the Rebbe would tell them to focus on these three regimens of Torah study. Of course, you could study anything in Torah, but what's unique about these three um, areas of study is that they're shavu nefesh. They're good for every soul. Every soul needs to study all kinds of things. And that's why after the morning blessings, we say various parts of the, of the Torah. If, after thanking God for the midst of Torah study, you're supposed to do something of Torah study, so you have to say the blessing of the Karnim. But in addition to uh, this, this Torah study we do in, the, in our prayers, the Chumash Tilmantanya is the bare minimum that every Jewish soul needs every day to get its energy, get the nourishment and spiritual nutrients it needs to be who we need to be. So on the day of Shavuos, in these days of Tashlumen, we're supposed to focus on these Shiurim and Chumash Tilmantanya. And this brings about tremendous blessing on a personal level, and not just blessing on a personal level, but the word Chitas also means protection. Here in Los Angeles, unfortunately, I'm sure you're all watching the news, what's going on in Los Angeles and the, riot, the riots and the protests. And uh, we need protection. So studying Chumash Tilmantanya is a blessing for spiritual and physical protection for many, many different um, areas of life. As the people would ask, they often for different blessings I mentioned, they would say, learn Chumash Tilmantanya. Okay, enough of my uh, telling you what, what you need to do. I want to tell you the story I have for you tonight. Thank you, Reza Mill. Reza Mill, every week, 
She helps me prepare the story. Every Shabbos, she asks me to tell her a story. And that story is the story that I share with you on Matzah Shabbos. But today, Reza Merle, I have two stories. One of them I shared with you already, and one of them I didn't share with you. And the reason I, I chose these stories is because they're connected to the Baal Shem Tev, and also connected to a dear friend of mine whose yard site is tonight, Rabbi Meir Abu Chatzera. Meir Abu Chatzera was the Rebbe's whistler at the Rebbe's Fabrengans, the Rebbe's gatherings that would ask often that people should whistle. And I've explained according to various realms of, of Torah study, both in the esoteric and exoteric parts of Torah, how this, how the whistling expresses the freedom of the neshama and how this is something that it's beneficial. And Rameir used to say very humbly, a very self-deprecating person in general, used to say there's a court jester and there's a court whistler. So I was the whistler. Of course, there's significance and something special about Rameir and, and uh, one thing that I could tell you about Rameir and that he said about himself, actually, he said about himself that why was he chosen to become the Rebbe's whistler? He said because he never said anything bad about anybody. So something incredible. He never said anything bad about anybody. So uh, first story I want to share with you is about the Baba Sali and the Baal Shem Tev. Incredible story. Um, the Baba Sali's grandson, uh, was, uh, granddaughter, excuse me, married a Chabad Chassid named Rab Machluf Amnidav Crispin, who was once in an audience with the Rebbe. And the Rebbe asked him, if you know, can share with the Rebbe something about the Baba Sali. The Baba Sali was Rameyer Abu Chasera's uncle. And he's told the Rebbe the following story. The Baba Sali moved to Israel in 1964, and he stayed at the home of his son-in-law, Rabbi Avram Abu Chatzera. In, in this um, home, the Baba Sali would receive all the Torah dignitaries who would come to him to receive blessing and advice. And in this city in, where he was living in, in uh, Yavne, living in Yavne, um, the Baba Sali was once requested by his uh, son-in-law to meet a certain Rosh Kolel, the person who started this Kolel in, in the city in Yavne, and he asked if he could see the Baba Sali. The Baba Sali welcomed him and he honored him with saying Machayim and giving him some... And the man started talking to Baba Sali, and the conversation went towards the, this difference between various Torah giants. And the man made the mistake of saying to the Baba Sali that, you know, the Baal Shem Tev was very great in his way, but of course in Torah study, you can't come close to my ancestors. This particular Rosh Kolel was a descendant of the Vilna Goyen. And he says, I come to Vilna Goyen, and of course I come from a far richer and broader understanding of Torah. And the Baba Sali became very upset. And he said, who are you to measure greatness of Torah? How can you decide which Torah giant is greater? How can you understand? Who do you think you are to measure these Torah giants? And he said, I do not want someone who is, speaks about the Baal Shem Tev in that way, in a self-deprecating way, in my presence. And basically, you got to leave. But the Baba Sali wasn't satisfied with that. After he left, Baba Sali wanted to speak to his son-in-law. How could you possibly bring someone into my presence who speaks against the Baal Shem Tev? Wasn't satisfied with that either. Then Baba Sali said, if someone, if this kolol, this man is running, still exists tomorrow, that's Baba Sali said, if it still exists tomorrow morning, 
I am not the Baba Sali. And the rabbi of the city said, to, said we need this call. What will happen to us? So Sanwal said, the Baba Sali knows what he's doing. This is what the Baba Sali said. And sure enough, next morning, the mayor got a call from the interior minister of Israel, and he called the head of the kolal, and he said to him, the funding for this kolal has been cut completely, and the kolal is now closed. That day, the kolal was closed. But the Babasali wasn't satisfied with that either. The Babasali moved right after that to Ashkelon. He didn't want to be in the presence in an area where people speak about the Baal So Babasali said, I know who the Baal is, and how could someone speak against the Baal so this whole story was told to the Rebbe by his Babasali's uh, grandson-in-law, if you will. And the Rebbe said, such an incredible story. How come you don't share these stories? So here I am sharing an incredible story. That's story number one. Story number two, about the Baal Shem Tov himself, story of the Baal Shem Tov. It's customary, especially to try to find the story of the Baal Shem Tov on Matzah Shabbos. And here you go. There is a book written by the previous Rebbe which is really a private book, but it's been published. The previous Rebbe wrote an entire book in one letter to his daughter, Rebbe Tzinchai Mushka, the Rebbe's wife. I have no idea what the purpose of this letter is. Uh, I, I don't know what, the, what motivated this letter, but this letter is a story, one story of the Baal Shem Tev. It's an entire book, and it's about a man, Tzaddik, a, not just a regular person, of course, a tzaddik, a Mordechai, a student of the Baal Shem Tov. And Mordechai, I'm not going to tell you the whole story tonight, it's, a, it's an entire book, but I will tell you what the story is based on, how the story begins. Rabbi Mordechai was a very great Torah scholar and Kabbalist, even before meeting the Baal Shem Tov. And after he visited the Baal Shem Tov, he was there for some time, he was very, very excited about this new path and service of Hashem that he had discovered, and he always would think about two of his closest friends that he used to study with when he was younger, Rabbi Sachar Adoiv and Rabbi Chaim. And he thought that these people had never merited to meet the Baal Shem Tev. And he is lucky that he has met the Baal Shem Tev. Wouldn't it be great if he could introduce them to the Baal Shem Tev? That's what he had in his mind, but he never did anything with this thought. One day, the Baal Shem Tev shared the following teaching. It says in the Torah that when you see the donkey of your enemy, you and you see how the, man, the donkey is crouching under his burden, and you may resist from helping uh, this person. So the Torah says, you have to help. Don't resist from helping, you've got to help. That's what the Torah says. So, so the Baal Shem to explain this Pasuk to mean the following. When you see your donkey, the word for donkey is related to the word materialism. Chamor, which means donkey, is related to the word chomer, which means the material. If you look deeply, say the Baal Shem Tev, into the material side of your life, into the animalistic side of your life, you will see, you will see it hates you. You'll see that the animalistic part of ourselves hates the godly soul and doesn't like the fact that godly soul is so into Torah study and davening and learning and giving tzedakah. And it crouches under its burden. It resists the burden of Torah. It wants to throw off, wants to cast off the yoke of Torah. So what would you think to do? You would think to do to hurt the body, to start fasting and suffering in order to prevent the, um, the body from challenging the neshama. So you would think you should hurt the body. Said the Baal Shantav, 
this isn't that is not the path with light of God will rest. God, the God, light of Hashem will not rest in that way. Instead, as the Balshanta said, the person should never uh, fast and never, of course, you have to fast the four fasts that we are required to, according to the Code of Jewish Law, but we shouldn't take additional fasts. We should not hurt the body. Instead, what the Pasuk says, the, the verse says, help the donkey of your enemy. And so, too, a person has to make sure that their body is healthy and how precious the Jewish body is, and we should never hurt the body. In the contrary, we have to pay attention to the body. By the way, this is very connected to the holiday of Shavuot, where God gave the Torah to us here in this physical world, and the angels said, don't give the Torah to human beings, they're regular people. How, why would you give the Torah to people here on earth when you have angels in heaven? And Moses told the angels, do you have a father and mother? And Torah says, honor your father and mother. Do you live among people who serve idols? They have to be cautioned not to serve idols. It says in the Torah, I am Lord your God, took you out of Egypt. Were you ever in Egypt? And again and again, Moses proves to the angels that the Torah is about the physical world and about elevating the physical. And that's what the Moshan said in this teaching, that you cannot hurt your body in the country if to elevate the physical body. Then the Baal Shem Tev, um, continued. Uh, people are familiar with both these teachings as 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 uh, separate teachings, but the Baal Shem Tev actually said them in succession. The Baal Shem Tev then continued and said, you, a, a, you have to have sacrifice to do a Jew a favor, a, spiritual, a physical favor, and especially a spiritual favor. Then he continued, a soul comes to the world for 70 or 80 years just to do a person a favor. That's what said. Rabbi Mordechai heard this teaching and he reviewed it many, many times, thinking about it deeply and thinking about his friends, Rabbi Sachadev and Rabbi Chaim, who had never merited to meet the Baal Shem Tov. And he was thinking maybe he should just travel and try to find these friends and try to share with them the teachings of Baal Shem Tov. He was on the fence. He wasn't sure if he should do this, he shouldn't do this. And but he was thinking if he if he would go out and try to find his friends, I mean, who says they would even who says he would find them, first of all? And even if he would find them, who says they would even listen to him? He remembers himself, and Mordechai is saying the story previous of describing Mordechai's thoughts. If Pritikabha said that Mordechai himself, why did he come to Baal Shem? He only came to Baal Shem because he had heard that there was this guy who used to be a a, a school teacher's helper, and then he uh, he became a, reg, a, a person who would work with clay and sand, and he would dig clay and sand, and and then he heard that this guy all of a sudden um, threw off his his guise of being a commoner, and he revealed himself as this incredible Torah scholar and, and wonder worker, and he had been so curious to make the journey to meet the Baal Shem, and on the way there, he remembers thinking to himself, how am I doing this. I'm so brilliant. I'm so knowledgeable. Why in the world am I traveling to Baal Shem Tev? Don't I know better? Where is my intelligence? Why am I listening, listening to these folk tales and traveling to Baal Shem Tev? So he's thinking about this, thinking how he's going to, hey, where are you going, Rosie? You have to got to go? Okay. He's thinking, how am I going to go to my friends and tell them about the Baal Shem Tev? They're not going to listen to me. They'll laugh at me. And who says, I'll find them. And he's thinking like this is, and, this, and, and meanwhile, he's by the Baal Shantan, and it's so wonderful to be by the Baal Shantan. But then he thought, Baal Shantan says you have to have sacrifice to do a Jew a favor. So what greater, greater sacrifice can there be than leaving his Rebbe? So of course you should leave, and you should have sacrifice to, to do a favor to, to his two friends, to Bishachar David and Bechayim. He's about to resolve to leave, but he decided before he left, 
he was going to stay just a few more days. And he stayed a few more days with the Baal Shem Tev. And he, um, and he was thinking, you know, perhaps he should ask the Baal Shem Tev if he should go. Then he thought to himself, why should he ask the Baal Shem Tev if he should go? If the Baal Shem Tev said, you have to have sacrifice to a person of favor, what's the question? But then he thought to himself, I have an idea. Baal Shem Tev is gifted with divine inspiration. I'll ask the Baal Shem Tev to use his gift to tell me where my friends are and what I should say to them. But then he's thinking, what an insolent thing to do, to ask the Baal Shem Tev to use his divine inspiration just to, to save me a few years of travel, trying to find my friends. This, this is insolent to, to, to ask Baal Shem Tev to use his Ruch HaKesh, to use his divine inspiration just to make my life easier. So he stayed with the Baal Shem Tev a few more days, and then he, just, he decided to leave, and he set out on the journey. And as he is uh, about to leave, he's thinking he should seek the Baal Shem Tev's blessing before leaving. Because that's, that's halacha, before you leave your teacher, the Jewish law says, you're supposed to ask for a blessing before departing. But then he thought to himself, if Baal Shem Tev knows where he's going, then good. If for whatever reason, Baal Shem Tev was not told by God where he's going, would he be inclined to, to share with Baal Shem Tev where he's going? And he had this question. He decided he's not going to tell Baal Shem Tev. He's going to go. And he starts on his journey. And he makes it to the outskirts of the city. And then the emissary of the Baal Shem Tev arrives. And the emissary of the Baal Shem Tev says to him that the Baal Shem Tev is calling him. He should go back to Baal Shem Tev. He goes back to Baal Shem Tev. And the Baal Shem Tev says to him, Thank God you were victorious in the, with the war within yourself. You won the war within yourself. Then he said to Bashan said to him, when you meet Yabisakhar Daiv, should tell Yabisakhar Daiv that if he comes to the Balshamtiv, the Balshamtiv will give him a regimen of Torah study that will broaden his intellectual capacities. Should tell Rabchaim, said the Balshamtiv, that if he comes to the Balshamtiv, the Balshamtiv will give him a regimen of Torah study in the Medrash and in the Zohar, which will broaden his emotional, will open up his heart. And you, the Balshamtiv, said to Ramadachai, to you, I bless you. To be perfect in your service of a God, in your heart and in your mind. Do not rush along the way because there's much to be accomplished until you reach your final destination. And God should give you success that all the blessings and all the promises should be fulfilled. This is how the story begins. And then Mordechai travels and he tries to meet his friends and he is challenged. And, and it's an incredible 100 page story in Yiddish. And it's been translated in English in this book called The Making of Hasidim. You can all read the story here. It's an incredible story about this mission of Ramadachai to te- help his friends learn about the Baal Shem Tev. I was thinking about the story connecting to Rameir Abbasera because Rameir was very, very real person, very authentic person, person who thought and expressed his feelings very vividly and very artistically. One of the, Rameir was enamored by the Torah's uh, praise for a gazelle. If I remember correctly, Rameir would talk about how a gazelle would run away, but then the gazelle would always turn back and look back to where it run from. And so Rameir was would always talk about how how it says in different places in the Torah, how Mashiach is compared to Gazelle, Shabbat is compared to Gazelle, 
Most of all, he thought that this is the role of, of a Jew. How a Jew, a chassid, has to constantly be thinking about Moshe Rabbeinu, thinking about God, and always looking back, always looking back, and always questioning, are you on the right path? And this story of Mordechai, always go on the road, should he go, shouldn't he go, should he ask the Baal Shem Tev? And this is, this is the, the mayor would talk about the beauty of a chassid. The beauty of a chassid is that he, he has this devotion and simplicity and trust in the tzaddik and trust in Hashem, and uh, especially connected to the time that we're in right now. We're coming from giving the Torah. Well, God asked us if we wanted the Torah, and we said we will do before we understand. We had this very pure-hearted response to God's, God's request. With, with Emunah and Bitachem, we can accomplish anything. So we should take this special koyach, the special power of the holiday of Shavuos, and add to our Torah study, add to our study of the Torah in general, and add also to the teachings of Chumash, Tehillim, and Tanya, and through this, by Yechitas al-Kim arim there'll be protection of Hashem on all of us, and the main thing is, the exile is over, time for Mashiach to come, and we have to be like the gazelle, with our eyes on Hashem, waiting for the bracha to come down, and until it does, to think about the next good thought, next good word, next good action we can do, to tip the scale, and bring Mashiach. May Rameyrez Neshama have an aliyah, may he be good to better, on behalf of his wife and his children and all of Am Yisrael, we should see Mashiach now. A good vach and a good intimate.